This has been a question that I've been receiving and I want to encourage you to ask questions that you have, ask spiritual questions that you have and I will teach them, I will help you. That's what I'm here for, to help you grow spiritually, to open up your eyes in the spiritual realm, to bring you, to help you in your relationship with Jesus, to grow closer to him, to hear his voice better, to equip you to be a strong disciple, powerful vessel of God. That's what it says in Ephesians 4, 11. God gave us apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And he gave us these gifts. These are gifts, it says, to the body so that you, the body, may be equipped to be a powerful vessel of God, lacking in nothing, so that you wouldn't be deceived by the enemy with different teachings that come in, different ways that the enemy tries to deceive you or trick you. No, you will be mature, wise, strong, and be able to be a powerful vessel of God. That's what I'm here for. That's the purpose of the fivefold ministry. So today you are going to grow. You're going to be equipped. Today you're going to be equipped to hear the voice of God. This has been a question I've been getting a lot. How do I hear God's voice? How do I know it's God speaking? Today, I'm going to begin this teaching because this, there's a lot to this. There's a lot, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of teaching that you need to receive of how to hear his voice. But today we're going to start with the Logos word. The Bible says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Did you catch that? The word was God. Okay. This is speaking of the word of God, AKA the Bible, the Holy Bible, scripture, Old Testament and New Testament. That is the word of God. And that is God. That's the absolute voice of God, word of God there. That's why this is such an important part of our lives as believers. All of preaching is based upon this prophecy that's spoken by prophets and other vessels of God, apostles, should align with the word of God. This is our foundation and this should be so important in your life. This is the voice of God that he's given you. It's a gift that he's given you. He assigned people of God, actual people like you and I, anointed vessels to write the word of God. But it was the word of God completely. God himself was giving people his exact word for us today, for you and me today. So the word of God, the Bible, it is a gift. It is a gift. See this word as a gift and as God speaking to you. Many people try to hear God many all different places when God is saying, go to my word, go to my word. It's important we do things God's way and not how we feel, not our preference. And God's way is the word of God. Now, me and my life, I grew up Christian my whole life. Um, and a lot of my life, I had a hard time just opening up the Bible. I had a hard time with it. And it was because I had the wrong perspective of the Bible. 
I didn't see it as a gift, but I saw it more of the lens of religion. Like it's something that you should do. You're supposed to do. You're not a good Christian unless you read the Bible. <laughs> you have to do this. You know, that is called religion. Before Jesus came, there was the law. There was no grace. And so you had to do religious things, religious activities in order to have your sins covered up. And that does not, it does not motivate you. And you will always fall short. Before Jesus came, nobody could be perfect and, and follow the law. When Jesus came, he came and brought grace. So now it's not about what we do that, that, re, that covers our sins, but actually Jesus came and removed all sins completely. So it's all about what he did. We are pure. We are a new creation. We are blameless. We have, we are, we have no sins. He doesn't see any sins on us anymore. He doesn't see our past. He's chosen to forget our past because of his grace. Um, so the Bible should not be viewed at through the lens of the law as you have to read this or you're a bad Christian, but it should be viewed under the lens of grace, which is this is a gift that we can read this and hear God's voice. So for me, it took me a long, it took, it took encountering the power of God and really encountering Jesus full of love and grace for my eyes to open up and see him rightly and see his word rightly. When I encounter the power of God, now instead of running away from the Bible, I was running to the Bible. All I wanted to do was spend time in the word because I was viewing him in the right lens. I wasn't viewing Jesus as looking at me like, you haven't read your Bible. This is not good. I'm disappointed. No, instead I was seeing him rightly saying, I want to spend time with you. And the place you find me is in my word, is in my Bible. And I'm going to speak to you and reveal new things to you in my word. And my son, my daughter, I don't want you to view this as something you have to do, but this is a Yes, this is exciting. I want, I want you to desire to do this. I want you to feel free. This is an invitation. That's how God wants you to view the Bible and view prayer and spending time with him, speaking to him and opening up your ears to listen to him. He wants you to view it in that way. This is, this is the correct way you should view the Bible and spending time with Jesus. So the Bible is the word of God. And when you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes alive inside of you. So when you read the word of God, the Holy Spirit will give you fresh revelation upon that word. He will bring that word alive for you today. He will make that word come alive in your life. That is his voice. The Bible is not 
any old book. It's not a textbook. It's not literature, but it's the living word of God. And when you read the Bible, you need to have this right perspective that this is the living word of God. This is not a book. This is the living word of God. And I'm about to hear God speak something to me in my life that I need, that I need to hear. I'm about to hear his voice. He wants you to have that expectancy, that attitude when you go to the word. When you go to the word, don't go to it in a religious exercise, religious activity. Because when you do that, you're not, you're not viewing it as this appointment with God, as this time where God's going to speak. But you're viewing it as a religious activity to check off your list. Okay, I'm a good Christian. I've read my Bible today. When you do that, you're turning off your spiritual ears, your expectancy to hear God speak something. And so you'll read it and you won't really get anything out of it. You're reading it kind of like any other book. So that's why it's important that though habits are great and you should make habits and discipline, um, make sure you are not making it a religious activity where you're like, oh, I have to do this. You know, you can start small. You can, God would rather have you read one verse a day and you come to that verse expecting to hear God. with that, that heart of expectancy. He'd rather have you read just one verse than read a whole chapter every day and, and not have that heart, not have that expectancy to hear from him. He would rather that. We need to get out of our minds that God is this like, is judging and is critical. No, he wants just to have a relationship with you. He wants you to know his love. He doesn't want you to be this religious, perfect Christian. No, he wants you to know his love. And that doesn't happen by you continuing with religious activities and checking off the list, checking your box off the list. Okay, I've done this. I can feel better about myself. I'm a good Christian. No, no, that's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. He is alive. He's real. He, he's a real person who wants to engage with you, who wants to have a relationship with you, who wants you to know his love. That's what he wants. Not for you to be, oh, sugar-coated Christian does the right things. No, he wants you to know his love because that's how you can actually be, actually be transformed into his image and be a powerful vessel of him. Hallelujah. So the first step of hearing God's voice is reading his word. This is why it's, why it's so important to go to the word of God, to really know the word of God, to continually read the word of God and meditate on it. It's so important because this is how you know God's character. This is how you know how God thinks, how God speaks, 
how God acts, how God thinks about you, how God thinks about other people. So once you get the word of God in you, now you can recognize God's voice when you were out about in your life. You can recognize God's voice when he's speaking through another vessel. You can recognize the Holy Spirit prompting you to do certain things, make certain decisions. Why? Because you know his voice, the character, the quality, the tone of his voice from the word of God. You should really get to know the New Testament first if you have never read the Bible before because you really need to understand Jesus. This is when Jesus comes in. Now, Jesus is found throughout the whole Bible, even in the Old Testament. But you need to first know him first through the New Testament. Once you know him there, now you can read the Old Testament with the lens of grace. You can understand Jesus came and he changed everything. And he brought grace and forgiveness, unconditional love, erased my past. Now he lives in me and he wants to use me. You can get to know your present tense life with him now. So when you read the Old Testament, you won't get confused. You won't read it the wrong way, like through the lens of the law but you can read it through the perspective, the lens of grace. So you know what parts to read. When you read the Bible, you can say, oh, this, this part applies to me today. But this part, this part where they're making sacrifices, okay, I understand that that's what they, they had to do. They had to do that before, but I don't do that anymore. And oh, wow. This is how amazing Jesus is that I don't have to do that anymore. It gives you, the Old Testament's powerful for many reasons. One of them being is it gives you revelation of this great, amazing gift that Jesus has brought you of his grace. That he saved you. He rescued you. When you read the Old Testament, it, it, that's what's so powerful of it. It gives you more and more revelation of God's love. There's so much that you can learn from through the heroes of faith in the Old Testament, how they walked with God, how uh, they were tested, how God brought them through trials to lift them, how God always stayed with them, how his promises were yes and amen. He was faithful. His word would always come to pass. But when you can understand the new, when you read the New Testament, when you know that deep, when you know Jesus deep, now you can read the Old Testament and not get confused, but allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to speak to you. See this here, I want you to, to take that in your life today. This is for you today. For example, the story of Job in the Bible. You see, you see my son, my daughter, how I allowed Satan to tempt him, to test him. And he went through, oh, such trials, such hard times, but I wasn't, put, I wasn't putting, allowing Job to go through that because I was mad at him. 
because he did anything wrong. It was the opposite because you see in the Bible here in the book of Job, it says that Jesus said, God, God said to Satan, have you seen my servant Job? There is none like him in, in the whole world. He is so faithful to me. He's such a good servant of me. He is amazing. Have you seen him? He was bragging among all the people in the world. God was bragging about Job. And then Satan says, he's just doing this because you've blessed him. Why don't you allow me to test him and take things from him and see if he still praises you? And God knew Job's heart and that he'd be able to pass this test. And God knew, ah, here we go. This is going to create this amazing story for my son and my daughter living in the year 2021. That when they're going through something rough, they'll be able to refuse the lies of the devil that are saying, you did something to deserve this. God's mad. They can refuse that lie because they can see how Job, I actually was putting, allowing him to go through that because I wanted to lift him, because I wanted to make him this faith hero who in the year 2021, my son, my daughter could learn from, could be strengthened by his faith's walk with me. You see, so the Bible's powerful. That story, this is how we read the word of God today and allow God to speak to us. So if you read that story of Job and you're going through this a rough time right now and you're confused, you know, you're like thinking maybe I um maybe I did something wrong, maybe I'm not doing enough. Uh you know, to tell you the truth, when I I was going through a wilderness season and God had made that very clear to me, spoken prophetically prophet even spoke to me this and I had seen evidence of of hard things that I've never had to go through before and even suffering I never had to go through it before time after time after again different things back to back and it's years after I had been surrendered to God and following him and what he called me to do um and I'm in this wilderness season and at the same time that I knew I was in the wilderness season um I hear a voice in my head or thoughts 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 in my mind like maybe you're not doing enough maybe that maybe that's why the dream hasn't happened yet maybe you're not doing enough maybe you're not working hard enough but i could go to the bible and read the story of job and i saw ah no just because things are hard and times passed and times passed and things are still hard and the dream hasn't come to pass yet it doesn't mean what the devil is speaking to me in my mind right now no 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 i know the truth god is is allowing me to go through this test right now so he can promote me so he can lift me so that the dreams can come to pass i have to go through this test first just like job did so i can read the bible i read that story and i and when you go with that attitude of God's going to speak to me, as I read the Bible, God's going to speak to me. Then you can, you read the story and you're like, oh, wow, those thoughts that I was hearing in my mind, they're not truth. They're not truth. No, that's the devil trying to lie to me. And wow, no, I'm in my wilderness season and 
I just have to get through this. God's allowing me to go through this because he's proud of me and he can trust me. So I need to think positively. I need to see Jesus rightly. So that's me hearing the voice of God. You see, see how I read the Bible and with that expectancy and all of a sudden the story's coming alive, alive to my life today. Okay, this is hearing the voice of God. Maybe you're feeling a lot of fear in your life, but you go to the Bible and you read John 14, 27. I leave the gift, I leave, Jesus says, I leave the gift of peace with you. My peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. So if you read that verse with this expectancy to hear from God and really read it over again, read it over again, meditate on it. Don't fly by scripture. Meditate on that. And you've been feeling fear in your life. You might get this revelation, this realization. God's given me perfect peace that's not of the world. It says that he's given me this already. Okay, so that's not, not anything I have to achieve. It says he's given it to me. It's mine. That's, that's very different thinking than, I need peace, I'm all full of fear. But already, you're starting to hear from God when you're just simply, simply getting revelation, of simple revelation of the scripture, just reading it carefully. God's given me perfect peace, which does not come from the world. I'm a child of God. I'm different from people in the world. I have perfect peace that doesn't leave dependent on the circumstances. Okay, I have something I didn't realize I had. And your faith is already increasing just reading this verse. You know, without this verse, you, you forget or you do not know that God has given you perfect peace. So if you don't know that you have this gift, how can you receive it? But when you can believe in the word of God, when you can believe in this word, now you're starting to access and actually receive the word of God. Jesus says, all you have to do is believe and you will receive the miracle. You'll receive the healing. Well, this also applies to everything that God has given you already, that Jesus has given you on that cross. You have to believe this word of God. If you believe God has given me perfect peace, then you will receive it. If you choose to believe this, if you choose to go in the word of God, take it seriously, meditate on it, make it real, your own, speak it. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. This brings life to this truth. God has given me the gift of perfect peace and it will not change or leave when things get hard. It will always be with me. You're, you're receiving it now as you're believing it, as you're speaking it. Don't, don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Okay, so if you read this carefully, you meditate on it, 
You go with that expectancy. I'm going to hear from God today as I read the Bible. You, you'll get revelation like this. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Or the other translation says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So Jesus is actually commanding this. This is a command. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not yield to fear. So when you read this carefully, allowing God to speak to you, you get revelation. Oh, I have a choice whether I can yield to fear or not. Oh, it's up to me. Oh, God has commanded me this. Oh, so this is actually obedience to God for me to choose to not yield to fear. Wow. Do not be afraid. Be courageous. Okay, God does not lie. Jesus is saying, do not be afraid. So I have the choice, he's saying. I have the power in me with God helping me to not be afraid, to be courageous. Do you, this is hearing the voice of God. When you read the Bible this way, this is you hearing the voice of God. It's simple and it's God's way. Many times we're not going to the word and, and getting down his simple truths. And instead we're wanting to hear God in other ways. God, give me a vision. God, tell me mysteries of angels. But God's saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need you to know my word. I need you to know my love for you. You don't know my love for you yet. I need you to know this. You need to love my people. You need to see how I see my people. That's what I want you to hear. Don't get ahead of yourself. I will start to reveal other mysteries and other things in the spiritual realm and other decisions in your life that you think you need to know right now later. But God says you have to do things my way. I'm going to speak to you what I want to speak to you, not what you want me to speak to you. <laughs> because I know what you need. I know what you need to hear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're, maybe you're concerned with your future. Maybe you're worried about your future so much. But then you go to the word of God and it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. So you read this seriously, expecting to hear God's voice and you hear and you, and you, you get revelation. Wow, so those things that I'm worried about, there's no need for me to worry about them because I'm worried that harm will come to my life. I'm worried that my future isn't full of hope. I'm worried that God doesn't have a plan for my life. But God doesn't lie. And this says here, he knows the plans he has for me. 
to give me hope and a future not to harm me, but that I would prosper. Wow. God is amazing. He's leading my, there's another, there's a scripture that says man plans his own steps, his own plan, man makes his own plans, but God directs his steps, his or her steps. So maybe you're worried, ah, I just want to be in God's will. I just want to be in God's will, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm hearing him correctly. I don't know. But you read this verse. Okay, so even if my plans are immature and wrong, God's, God's got me. He's not going to let me go the wrong way. As long as I'm seeking him and as long as I'm desiring to be in his will, God's got me. He's directing my steps. The word of God says. Hearing the, hearing the voice of God isn't some really hard thing to do. You know, God is so good. He, he doesn't make it complicated and difficult. But you do have to seek him. When you seek me and seek me with all your heart, then you will find me. How do I seek God? Go to his word. That's where he is. That's where he is. The word of God. Seek him, seek him, and you will find him speaking. You will find his voice. Once you know the word of God well, make it a part of your life. And you don't have to worry about reading the whole Bible in like one year. You don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, there's so much I haven't read yet. Oh my goodness, God can give you so much revelation with one scripture. By the way, I want to read to you this verse. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.14, Passion Translation says, Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelation of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to Him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. So it's important that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to illuminate the Word of God so that you get His true revelation. If you read the Word of God without the Holy Spirit, without inviting Him, without expecting Him, you will not get revelation. So once again, don't worry about reading tons and tons. God can give you so much food with one scripture. And he can give you new, he'll give you new revelation on the same scripture again and again and again and again. Have this childlike heart when you go to the word. Maybe you've read so much of the word of God before, but you need to go with this childlike heart like you've never read that scripture before. Because God wants to give you a new revelation. You know that simple verse, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. But when you empty yourself out, and expect the God to speak something fresh. He'll give you new revelation, a new word that you needed today upon that word. So many people don't know the love of God, God's love for them. And this is, this is what Jesus wants you to know more than anything. More than anything, this is what he, what he wants you to know. 
And this is why reading the Bible is so important because you see how God's love is truly perfect. You see his compassion for people. You see his forgiveness for people. When people are crucifying him on the cross and are laughing at his face and speaking horrible things to him, he says, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. As he's nailed to the cross dying, that's what he says. That's his heart. Saul, who was murdering so many Christians, so many, he was a terrorist. God saw him with love, saw the future, the plans that he had for him that were full of hope. And God chose to even use him to be this biggest faith hero that we read in the New Testament. He became Apostle Paul doing the most extraordinary miracles ever recorded in the Bible. But Saul was doing such evil things. But God just had such forgiveness and mercy and grace upon him. He chose to forget his past. The Bible says, the Bible says, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 27. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So Jesus chooses to only see the new creation. He's forgotten about old Saul killing, killing the Christians. He sees him with new eyes. He's a new creation with Jesus. Hebrews 8, 12, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. That's powerful. God says that he will remember his sins no more. He chooses to literally wipe things out of the past. It's like the opposite of choosing to dwell on things. You know, you can dwell on, on things. He's doing the opposite of that. He has the power to wipe them from his memory, the, the, the sins, the bad things that he, people did. You see how powerful the word of God is? You can read that scripture and now you can know the devil was lying to you when you were he when you were thinking those thoughts, which was really the devil's voice. You were thinking those thoughts of God must be ashamed of me. Oh man, I messed up. Oh man, I messed up again. Oh man, how can I ever be used by God? You know, how can I ever even approach God? You know, those because of what I've done, I can't believe I did this. I'm so ashamed. Like those thoughts are the devil. And how do you know that? The word of God. Because it's simple. It says it. I have chosen to remember your sins no more because of the story of Saul who turned to Apostle Paul. So even if you've, if you've murdered people, God can redeem your life. And, and, and do extraordinary miracles through you and give you honor for his glory. Wow. That means that Jesus is so different from this world. If you go to prison, you can't vote. Like in this world, there's no such thing as this like ultimate forgiveness even. But this Jesus is so different than what I was thinking. So different than the thoughts in my mind. Um, in the, in the Bible, it talks so much about spiritual warfare. It talks about how you're in a, 
in a in a war not of flesh and blood but in the, in the spiritual realm against spiritual forces the bible talks about how you have to be on guard how the devil will come speaking lies and you have to take the thoughts captive to christ the devil's the the devil's character is revealed in the bible and that's important the devil's character is opposite from god's so in your mind you will you will hear voices of the devil you will hear voices of god and without the bible you won't know what is truth you will take everything as truth one day you will have hope one day you will be hearing the devil's voice but when you can know the character of god you can know the character of the devil how he how the devil hates you and how the devil's worked in the past through other people's lives. Now, oh, you can start to hear God's voice, the devil's voice, discern. You had that thought, you know, quick, that is the devil's voice. That, and, but this is God's voice. And so much of, of hearing God's voice, so much of hearing God's voice, I'm telling you, is knowing the word of God knowing it well and you can just start to get you can you can start with just a couple verses like for i know the plans i have for you plans to prosper you not to harm you but to give you hope in a future the fact that god loves you so much and he remembers your sins no more you can start with those the verses i the verses of i did not give you a spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind I've given you perfect peace. Don't be afraid. You can start with just a couple of those verses because those are right there are, are so such powerful defenses against the devil. The Bible says, put on the full armor of God, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. How do you take up the sword of the spirit? You bring to remembrance, you meditate the word of God. You speak the word of God. Your mind's full of fear. Take up the sword of the spirit. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. That's the action of you going like this to the devil. And the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Wow, when you read that, you get revelation. If I, if I choose to not believe the thoughts that are from the devil, then he has to flee from me. If I choose to speak the truth, the word of God, when I hear those voices in my head, that's me resisting the devil. And then he has to flee. Yes, he has to flee. So now you're walking in faith and you're seeing results. You're seeing results of this promise, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You're doing what the word of God says, take up the sword of the spirit. You're believing, you're acting, and you see the results. The voice of the devil leaves you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So once you know the word of God, well, even if it's just a, like those scriptures I just gave you, just a few, will help you so much to start to hear the Holy Spirit's voice throughout your days. I'm going to tell you so much that God is saying to you 
again and again every single day, this is the main thing that he's speaking. I'm telling you this. It's a main thing. It's something simple. Ready? Ready for it? I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for your dreams to come true. The dreams that I've given you. I'm so excited for your eyes to open up more of my love for you. I'm so excited for you to start to see my faithfulness more and more. I love you. I love you. The devil is trying constantly to keep the keep God's children blinded to God's love by speaking the opposite, that God doesn't love you, that God's disappointed in you, that God is far from you. So what does God say to combat that? I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm with you. I'm proud of you. I've got you. I'm protecting you. It's okay. He's speaking this again and again and again. You just have to open up your ears to hear this. It's not going to come in an audible voice most of the time. Most people have not heard the audible voice of God, but it comes in a still, small voice. That's how God speaks, a still, small voice. And the big action of hearing God's voice is bringing the word of God to remembrance throughout your days. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. Throughout your days, when the devil's speaking, when he's not speaking, God loves me. God's plans for me are good. God's protecting me. God's, God's covering me with peace, perfect peace. You reminding yourself of that is truly the voice of God. That is you opening up your spiritual eyes. Whenever you, you remind yourself, you take that action, you're actually hearing the Holy Spirit. It takes intention. You're taking intention to open up your spiritual ears. So take intention after today. Like tomorrow, start to, okay, I'm going to take intention. I'm going to, like throughout my days when I make my breakfast and I take my shower or when I go for a walk, when I'm in the car, when I'm doing grocery shopping, I'm going to like at least one time when I do each of these things, remind myself, God loves me. He's here with me. He's protecting me. His plans for me are good. He's ordering my steps. Make the intention to remind yourself of that, of those truths when you're doing all those things. And each time when that memory comes to your mind, you're hearing God's voice. You are hearing the prompting of the Holy Spirit and then you're hearing him. Yes, this is how to hear the voice of God. This is how to hear the voice of God and it will change your life. God needs you to get this truth in you that he loves you so much. Oh, and that he loves his people. So now when you go about your days, start seeing 
Start reminding yourself of the word of God, of how God loves his people, of how he commands you to love everybody, even your enemies. Uh, uh, think about the story of Saul and his love for Saul. Uh, how his love for everybody, all of this, just keeps showing his examples of his love. And so see people in that way. Like God loved Saul and forgave Saul. He's loving and forgiving this person who's being mean to me right now or who seems annoying to me right now. Take the intention to remind yourself how God sees people. And that's you hearing the voice of God. That's you hearing the voice of God. This is the way he's really speaking and he's gonna be speaking this, to, this way to you mostly through your whole life. Like for me, God's called me to ministry and, and, and this is all out of love. It's all out of love. God loves me that he's calling me to do this and God loves his people. That's why I'm here today. God loves his people. God loves his people. And he's commanded me to love his people. To please him is to love his people. This is the way to touch God's heart. This is how God sees his people. This should be in your mind always. God's love for you and God's love for his people. And you are constantly hearing his voice. And then God, you'll start to hear God's voice in all different areas now. He'll start to reveal other things to you. But focus here where the things that God wants you to be hearing. God wants you to be hearing these things. Because that's how you can be who you were called to be and be free. Free of the devil's schemes on your life. And healed. Be used by God. This is the only way to hear God speaking this constantly to you. Like the power of when you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, or a husband, wife, or a friend, the power, you know, you can't, you're saying, I love you, I love you. You need to hear it again and again. Well, you need to hear God's voice saying this to you all the time. You have to, you have to. That's where your power is. That's where you receive the full inheritance that Jesus has given you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when you're going about your days and you're seeing somebody, you're seeing uh, someone at the grocery store, at the restaurant or something, and they look like they're having a hard day, you're not consumed with what's going on in your life, but you've been hearing God's voice so much. God loves me, so you're full. And God loves his people. He loves his people. And he wants me more than anything to love his people. So you're ready to hear God's voice where he wants to use you and speak through you. So you can just smile. You can just be kind. You can just say something nice. Do something with love. Just speak something simply out of love. And, and you're hearing God's voice constantly being a vessel of him, doing simple things but you're constantly hearing his voice, constantly being a vessel of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And by the way, um, I'm going to speak next, next time on the Rhema word of God. Logos means the written word of God, the Bible. Logos, L-O-G-O-S, and Rhema R-H-E-M-A means the spoken word of God, the present tense word of God that comes through vessels of God. Those words of God are just as much words of God as the Bible, and they align. They are both God, and they are both important. We need both, not one or the other. We need both. 
So I'm going to speak in depth on that. But lastly, I want to also share with you that it's important that you are hearing the word of God through anointed vessels who are really hearing the Holy Spirit, giving them revelation upon the word of God. Because there's some people who claim to be Christians and are even ministers, even big ministers, but they're not getting the proper revelation from the Holy Spirit. They might have a spirit of religion. And so they are giving the word and it's not the Holy Spirit. It's the wrong revelation. It's the devil's revelation. Apostle Paul talks about beware of these different doctrines, these different teachings that are coming to you that are not the doctrine of Jesus, the true gospel. And that's the purpose of the fivefold ministry of true apostles, pr true prophets, true evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That you would get the true doctrine and you would know it well. This is, this is the Holy Spirit giving me revelation from the Bible. Yes. You've received that anointing. You received teaching. So then when you go to the Bible on your own, you're, you have anointing to give you that proper revelation from God, not religious wrong. Like the Pharisees had a religious perspective on the Bible, the wrong perspective. And they said Jesus was from the devil. But in the word of God, it, clearly, if you read it with the right revelation, with the Holy Spirit giving you revelation, you see all these prophecies in the Old Testament point to Jesus perfectly. How, why would you say he's the devil? He's coming from the devil. You see? So that's what's very important, that you are receiving anointed word of God. Teachings where, like someone like me, I'm, God gave me revelation of the Holy Spirit and I'm releasing it to you right now. Because now this helps you. Now you've received this anointing. When you go read the word of God, you're seeing Jesus rightly. You're reading the word of God, getting the proper revelation. This is so important. And when you're, when you're under true anointing, when you're receiving from true anointed vessels, that anointing comes in you. Like right now, you're receiving anointing listening to this. So when you read the word of God, you start to get revelation like you haven't before because of this anointing that you have received. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I declare now that you would hear the voice of God like never before. I declare this anointing to come upon you now, this prophetic anointing, that when you read the Bible, it would come alive to you. As you come with your heart of expectancy, your childlike heart reading the word of God, that you would really truly hear God's voice speaking to you what you need to hear, his fresh present word. And I declare all false doctrines that you've received to go. I declare spirit of religion to go in Jesus' name. To go, be free. And may God give you revelation now. 
ah, this thing that I received was wrong. This way of interpreting the scripture was wrong. May God give you that revelation now. Any of you that have received the wrong, wrong doctrines before, I declare that to be highlighted in your life now and in the coming days. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I declare the insecurity of hearing God to leave now in Jesus' name. You hear God. He is with you. He's speaking to you. May you be confident in that now in Jesus' name. May you be free of condemnation. The Bible says there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. None. God never wants you to feel guilt. That doesn't come from him. He never wants you to feel shame. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Be free of that. Be free of condemnation of not reading the Bible enough. Be free now in Jesus' name. Be free. Thank you, Lord. I want to speak freedom to those of you that are in bondage, where the enemy has put bondage over your mind. Receive freedom. I declare suicidal thoughts to go now in Jesus' name. Be free. Be free. Thank you, Jesus. I declare depression, anxiety. Be free. That must go now in Jesus' name. Be free. Be full of hope in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Panic attacks, be free. Be free now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Be free of thoughts in your mind that you are not good enough now. God says you are perfectly, wonderfully made. There's nothing wrong with you, God's saying. You are perfect. May you see yourself as God sees you now. My lies of the devil get out. I declare all lies of the devil now to be exposed now in Jesus' name. All the ways the devil has been trying to bring you down or bring you to death or make you hopeless. I declare those lies must get out now in Jesus' name. May they be exposed now in Jesus' name. May you know their lies from the devil from today. May you know and may you resist them in Jesus' name. Receive the power and strength now to resist the lies of the devil in Jesus' name. You have the power. Receive it now. Receive it now. You are free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to speak healing to you now. Every person here that has a sickness in their body, lift your hands now. God is going to heal you. He's going to take that sickness right out of you. It says in the Bible that he heals every single sickness. It says in the Bible, by his stripes, we are healed. You are healed by his stripes. I declare now, I declare every sickness to get out of every body who is sick right now watching. Get out in Jesus' name. Get out. Every disease, every cancer, COVID, get out in Jesus' name. Mental illness, get out in Jesus' name. God can do anything. There's not a single disease he cannot heal. 
He even rose the, the dead to life. And he's doing that today still. There's nothing he cannot do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I declare healing to every person who has pain in their bodies. Every pain must go now in Jesus' name. Every pain in Jesus' name. I declare phantom pain to go in Jesus' name. I declare nausea to go in Jesus' name. Be healed now. Sleeplessness, spirit of sleeplessness, get out in Jesus' name. Be free, be free. I cancel demonic dreams, get out in Jesus' name. Be free, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Spirit of infertility, I say go now in Jesus' name. May you conceive, may your baby grow healthy in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And anyone who's watching who's pregnant, I declare protection upon you and baby. I declare that your baby would be healthy and strong. And I declare spirit of depression to go Postpartum depression, I declare that spirit to go now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.